Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Let's start with a little bit of music and worship to the Lord. Father, we thank you. We praise you for this Shabbat. And we uh, thank you, Lord, for those that are able to join on Facebook Live and will be able to watch later on YouTube. We, lo- we love you. We thank you, Lord, for our Koldodi family. What a great service we had last Shabbat, Lord. So many people packed out, uh, just full of capacity. And we just look forward to many more times together. Lord, where we can serve you, grow, and be equipped to serve you and go into all the world and, and uh, be. And we pray for the hostages this morning. We pray for, Lord, our people that are still fighting in a tough, tough, tough war. Lord, we pray for victory. We pray for the end of evil. Lord, we pray for the, for the families that are suffering so much, Lord, for comfort, for their needs to be met. We pray for uh, many things, Lord, in, in this time, Lord. Bless this time in Yeshua's name. Avenu shalom alechem. Join me. Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom 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 alechem. Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom, shalom, shalom alechem. This is my hope and my prayer. Let there be peace everywhere. Let there be joy for all to share. And let us praise the Lord and live be like Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom alechem. Avenu shalom, shalom, shalom alechem. Shabbat shalom, shabbat shalom. Shabbat, 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 shabbat shalom. Join me. Shabbat shalom, shabbat shalom. Shabbat, 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 shabbat shalom. Shabbat, 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 shabbat shalom. Shabbat, shabbat. Shabbat Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat 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 Shalom. Join me in a worship song. And we're going to look at the book of Revelation a little bit today, like we've been teaching on the Apocalypse, the last book of the scriptures. Central one in that book is the Lamb of God.
lost are saved Find their way At the sound Of your great name All condemned Feel no shame At the sound Of your great name Every fear has no place at the sound of your great name. The enemy, he has to leave at the sound of your great name. Join me if you don't. Yeshua. Yeshua. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Us. Yes, he was. Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up, and all the world will praise your great name. Your great name. All the weak find their strength. At the sound of your great name, hungry souls receive grace. At the sound of your great name, the fatherless, they find their rest. At the sound of your great name. Sick are healed, the dead are raised at the sound of your great name. Join me, Yeshua. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up. All the My healer, Lord Almighty, in Hebrew, Goel, Mirapel Shaddai, my Savior, Defender, you are my King, Moshiach, Magen Hamelechli, Redeemer, my healer, Lord Almighty, Goel. El Shaddai, my Savior, Defender, you are my King, Moshiach, Magen HaMelech, Yeshua, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. For us, Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up. All the world will praise your great name. 
book of Revelation is amazing. We've been looking at the apocalypse. We're going to look there now, and we're in the portion of Exodus where the plagues occur. So, Lord, open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word, Lord, we pray. Speak to us in Yeshua's wonderful name, his holy name. Amen. Amen. And, you know, it's amazing. In this opening section of Revelation, I think I'm going to start there. Uh, these first six verses lead up to verse seven. They lead up to verse seven, which is the, the, the central theme of the book, Messiah's return, Messiah's return, Yeshua's second coming. That's the theme. It's in verse seven. Look, he's coming with the clouds. Who are the clouds? Well, what are the clouds? Not just just coming in clouds because, you know, you don't have many clouds in the Middle East. It's usually a clear sky unless it's rain for the rainy season. You have the rainy season, then you have the rest of the year, it's clear. The clouds, probably speaking of his people, the saints, the cloud of great cloud of witnesses of Hebrews chapter uh, 11 and 12, 12, 1, you know, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, those that are martyrs for their faith in many cases, those that have suffered for the faith. He's going to return with his saints, his kiddushim, you and I, and those that have gone before us, many, if we, you and I, if, if, if we're still, if we're in heaven, when we're coming back with him, we're coming, he's coming back with the clouds, with his people, his kiddushim. Verse 7, look, he's coming with the clouds. He's coming. This is the central theme of the book. Uh, the, 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 the Yeshua's return to this present planet, to this earth, to this earth. He's coming back. And uh, Daniel 7 13 and 14, I was watching, it's really, it's right from Daniel, the prophet Daniel. I was watching in the night visions, behold, one like a son of man, Ben Adam, a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was brought into his presence. Dominion, glory, and sovereignty were given to him that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will never pass away. And his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. Hallelujah. Yes, when he comes back, he's going to take control over this earth. One of his titles, the ruler of the kings of the earth, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That's one of his titles. That's why this book is so important to study because it puts everything in proper perspective. We see that this earth is not going to last forever. We see who's really in control of all things, what's going to happen ultimately. And so uh, so this is verses one through six really lead up to verse seven, the central theme of the book. And Yeshua's return, and we say, Bo Yeshua, come Yeshua. He is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, it says. And this is verse 5. He's, Yeshua is the faithful witness. He is the firstborn from the dead. And he is the ruler of the kings of the earth. All right? That's who this is from. This is from him. Grace and peace is from him. It's coming from him. Chesed v'shalom, grace and peace, and it's from him who was and is the coming one, is, was and is and is to come, verse 4, from Exodus 3.14, the God who says, Eheyeh asher eheyeh to Moses, I will be who I will be. Just say to Moses, God told Moses, say, I am, I will be, has sent me to you from the verb hayah, 
the verb to be God, it says, I will be. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeshua HaMashiach is in Hebrews 13.8. So, and it's from the seven spirits before the throne, the sevenfold spirit of God. So these triads, it's from God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. But now, who is Yeshua the Messiah? He says he's the faithful witness. He's the one we can rely upon. We can trust his witness of who God is, that God is in control. And he's the firstborn from the dead, the proto proto Tokos, from Bakar, to force out of the womb. The, he's the head of the body, his community. He's been the first one, many to follow. He's the firstborn. He defeated death. And he's going, he says, Messiahs are the first to be raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, but each in his own order. The Messiah, the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to the Messiah. We're going to follow him. We're going to follow him. All those who know Messiah. And Colossians 1.18, the beginning, the firstborn, then he's the ruler of the kings of the earth. All right? Now, where is, where is this taken from? Psalm, Tehillim, Psalm 89, 28 says, I, God says, I will also set him as firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Revelation, as I've said before, quoting 550 times from the Tanakh, from the Torah, prophets, Navim, Eketubim, uh, the, and the, the Psalms, or the, the, the writings, Law, Prophets, Writings, Torah, Prof, Nebim, Ketud, Bim. 550 times. It's a, like an Old Testament book. It's it, the only thing really new, brand new, in the Apocalypse, the 21st, 22nd chapters. But it's amazing. It's amazing. So, I will set him as firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth, king of kings and lord of lords. There it is, right in Psalm 89, 28. Now, Revelation 17 and 14 and 19, 16. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But he's the, or Psalm 89, the highest of the kings of the earth. All governments will be subjugated to him. Think about it. Every government, every government, whether it's Russia or China or, or Iran, every government, or the United States for that matter, every government ultimately will be subjugated to Messiah, to Messiah. He's the king of the earth. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 and 25. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God to the Father after he has destroyed all rule and all authority and power, everything that's against him. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. It'll happen. It'll happen. You may not see it now. Like it's, the Bible says, you, now you don't see it yet but it's going to happen. After John describes this, get this, after John describes this picture of who Yeshua is and this message of grace and peace and of the, of the unveiling of the Messiah to, to the kahilo, to the congregations, there's an outburst. There's an outburst of praise, of worship, of adoration, absolute. And he says, to him who loves us, verse five and six, Revelation one, five and six, to him who loves us, and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, machut, a kingdom, a koanim, a priesthood. We're a koanim, a priesthood, to his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever. Amen. Do we say amen? Amen. Amen. He says, now, get this. So, he, so grace and peace are from the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Triad. The Son is three things, a triad. He's three, th the three things we just mentioned. Now to him, 
the praise and acknowledgement is for three things, for three, three reasons. For loving us, for loosing us by his blood and making us a kingdom of priests. You see the triads? By the way, in the Parsha this week, we have three triads, between last week and this week, really, three triads of plagues that come upon Egypt by God. And then what after the three triads of plagues? Nine plagues, what's, what happens then? The tenth climactic capstone plague, the plague of the death of the firstborn. And what is the foundation for our people's deliverance and us as a people and our, and our faith, really, as, as the, the Jewish nation, the thing that brings us out of Egypt is the, the blood of the lamb, the death of the lambs, the lambs and the doorposts and the lintel of the houses and the escape from Egypt because of the blood of the lamb. So the blood, central here, get, the, get this. So loving us is in the present tense. He loves us. He loved us is the Greek present tense. It's Greek present tense. Agapeo, loving us, loving us. Ahava would be the Hebrew, but Ahava in Hebrew means complete devotion. Complete, the, the love, Ahav, Ahava. Love, love, Agapeo in the Greek. There's four, four words for Greek, Greek for love, Eros and Phileo and uh, Storge and Agapeo. Okay, so as I remember them all. But, but in Hebrew, you basically just have ahava, love. God's love, God's love, complete devotion. He's completely devoted to us. And love, he loves us. He's loving us right now. Not just, he didn't just love it. He's loving us right now. He's loving us, John says, and he loosed us. Verse five, he loosed us. That's the aorist tense in the Greek. The aorist tense, luo in the, in, in the Greek word. It means, in other words, he did it, and he's still doing it. He did it, and he's still doing it. It means to loosen, to unbind, to unfasten. I repeat, to loosen, to unbind, to unfasten. What would it be in Hebrew? What would be the equivalent? Well, patach, to open, to open. He freed us from our sins. He opened us. He opened the, opened the way for us to be free open the way to, to unbind us. And also, natar, listen to this word. Natar, it's equivalent, it also is used for natar, listen to this, to spring forward to another place. To spring forward to another place. Wow, this is amazing. This is amazing, because get the picture, back to Exodus, to the Passover, to the Passover, and to what happened in Exodus chapter 12, which is this week's parasha. All right, so, the blood on the door, dam in the Hebrew, dam from Adama, the ground, Adam, remember Adam created from the ground, Adam, Adam created from Adama, the dust of the ground, dust of the earth. Dam is the blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood, dam, the blood. The blood, he says, is, is our redemption, is what it cost him, his blood, his life, redemption. The life of the flesh, Leviticus 17, 11, is in the dam, the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For the blood, it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. 
The blood has to be given to atone for the soul. First Peter 1 Peter 1.18 and 19 in the Brit Hadashah, the New Covenant, says, For you were redeemed from the feudal way of life handed down from your ancestors, not with perishable things such as silver and gold. Silver and gold didn't get us out of Egypt, didn't get our ancestors out of Egypt, but with the precious blood, the costly, precious, the costly, the valuable blood of that, like that of a lamb. Set Elohim, a lamb, a lamb of the lamb without defect or spot, the blood of Messiah, the blood of Messiah. It was the blood, listen, it was the blood of the Passover lambs slain in Exodus 12. Blood, one lamb for a family, lamb for a family, which loosed the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. After the nine plagues, the triad, three triads, it was the capstone plague which resulted in their release. Exodus 12, verses 31, 32, and 51 says this. So he called for Moses, Pharaoh, mean old Pharaoh, stubborn, hard-hearted Pharaoh, who kept saying no to God. God tried to soften him, tried to get him to change. You know, the same re response, I'll just stop change, stop, and go back to this in a second, but the same effect, the sun can, can bring growth to vegetables or can harden and dry up the ground. The water can, can bring life to, and to vegetation or that water can bring floods. How do I respond to what God does? Someone can see a miracle and say, wow, I believe, I, yes, God, I believe. Someone can see a miracle and say, Ah, I don't believe. It doesn't happen. The, heart, the hardness or softness of the heart all depends on the disposition of the heart. Is the heart going to open itself up to God? I can disbelieve, say, well, God doesn't answer prayer, so I disbelieve, or I can say, well, God, I, I, still, I still trust, even though I don't understand. It's, it's all a matter of the heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh kept hardening his heart to God. God was trying to get through to him. And so Pharaoh, here's what happens. He says, and so he called for Moses and Aaron, Exodus 12, 31, at night, and he said, after this, after the, after the angel of death passed over, and the blood was on the door, put on every doorpost and lintel of the homes, and the firstborn of every house was killed where there was no blood, no blood in Egypt that night, about midnight. It happened about midnight. And he said, he said, rise up! All the death, all around. Go out from my people, both you and the children of Israel, the B'nai Israel. Go, serve your the Lord, serve Adonai, as you have said, as you have said. Because remember, he offered all sorts of compromises, and Moses kept saying, "No, we're not going to go with just part of our people. We're not just going to leave our children here. We're not going to just leave our livestock here. No, no, we're going all of us. No, no, he didn't. There were four times he tried to compromise." He didn't go into, give in to those temptations. He refused to budge. He said, no, it's all or nothing, Pharaoh. And he says, finally, he says, okay, as you have said, take your flocks and your herds as you said and be gone, be gone. It was verse 51. It was on that very day that the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt as armies. That's what did it. Nothing else worked. Listen, nothing else worked. 
to unfasten, Hebrew words, unfasten, and Greek words, unbind them from them, their, their soul, or to open the way of release for them. The blood sprung them forward to another place. The blood sprung them forward. Natar, the Hebrew word natar, sprung them forward to another place. It was the blood of the lamb. The lamb 29 times in the book, in the apocalypse, in the book of Revelation mentioned, se, I love him, 29 times, four times, other times in the New Testament, by the way, in John, Peter, Acts. But Revelation 5, 9, and 10, as they are singing a new song saying, you are worthy. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and by your blood you redeemed for God those from every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation. You have made for them, made them for our God a kingdom and priesthood, or koanim. And they shall reign upon the earth. Ephesians 1.7 In him we have redemption through his blood, the removal of trespasses in keeping with the richness of his grace. Colossians 1.14, in him we have redemption, the release of sins. The release of sins in him. Redemption through his blood. 1 Timothy 2.5, for there is one God, one God. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, one God, and there's one mediator. One mediator between God and men. And it's Yeshua, the Messiah, the man, the human, Yeshua, the Messiah, the God-man, really. First Timothy 2.5. Egypt that night, one way out. And it was through the blood of the, the, the lamb. It was following God's, God's way. You know, Passover, that's why it says this, this month, that's why it says it back in Exodus here, in Exodus 12. He says, this shall be the beginning of months for you. This 12 to uh, 12, this month will mark the beginning of months for you. It's to be the first month of the year for you. I know we celebrate Rosh Hashanah and Tishri, the, really the seventh month. The, this is really the beginning. And, and it says this, and it says, Moses, remember this day on which you came out from Egypt for the house, from the house of bondage, Exodus 13, three. Because this was the night, this was the one. This was the important thing. Uh, every, all the way, only way they came out through the Passover lamb, the two doorposts and the crossbeam or the lintel, sees the blood. When he sees the blood, he will pass over you, skip or jump over you, leap over you. It can also mean to stand guard over you. And this is something we, you know, can, we don't want to be familiar with. We don't want to get it. Say, oh, I've seen, I've done that before. I, or I've understood that before. No, we. It's. When they saw, when they saw the people bowed their heads and worshipped, and so that should be our response in verse twenty-seven. We worship the Lord because we'll be worshiping Him in heaven. So, as a after this, you know, He's made us. It says in Revelation one six, a kingdom of Kohanim. You know that Kohen, if you're a Kohen, you know it means to serve as a leader. You're a leader if you're a Kohen. God's given you an actual gift. You're a descendant of Aaron, because Aaron's descendant of Aaron's Cohen, and you're you, and it means to have influence. Now, I think the Jewish people, I don't think I know the Jewish people as a whole have been given that capacity for influence. McCandlish Phillips years ago wrote about it in his book, The Bible: The Supernatural of Jews. Richard Wormbrand has written about it. So many, many have written about it. 
It's, it's a capacity for influence that can be used for, for good or for bad, good or for evil. And it's a, it's a gift. But a Cohen especially has that gift, serving as a leader, teaching, serving, serving, serving. It means to serve, to lead. And so it needs to be under, it's under Messiah's authority. We're called to under him, to, to God. It's a serve to God, the father of him, a priesthood. But we're all, we all as believers are a priesthood. As, as followers of Yeshua, you have been called to serve. You have been called to lead, to influence, to, to some measure. You all have, we all have that capacity. And Israel in Exodus 19, 6, So as for you, you will be to me a kingdom of Kohanim and a holy nation. First Peter 2, 5 and 9, a holy and royal priesthood. We're a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through the Messiah, Yeshua. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. All here in Scripture. Isn't it amazing? All here in Scripture. But first, it's first to God. Verse 6, Revelation 1, 6. To God the Father and, and the Father of Him, it says. In other words, we're under His direction. We're under His direction. We're not autonomous. We're totally under His direction. And it says, His is the glory, the glory, kavod, the, the, the doxa in Hebrew, in Greek, kavod in Hebrew, the, the weight, the importance, and the might Kratos, the force, the strength, the manifested power to protect us from danger, to protect from danger in Hebrew, Oz, the Oz. Uh, and then, and it says, how long? Till the ages of the ages. In the Hebrew, we'd say Le'olam or Ad Le'olam. Till the universe is theocentric. It's not anthropocentric. It's God-centered. It exists for him. He's the center. And this is, again, why the book of Revelation is so important. The throne, 40 times, Kisei, 40 times. God is on his throne. God is the center. I'm not the center. He's the center. And it puts everything in perspective. And so as a result, Revelation 1-6, we say, let's say it, Amen. 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 And that leads us into where we started and we finish. He's coming. Look, he's coming. He, after all this, he says, He's coming. Central theme of the book. He's coming back. He's coming back. And when it says look, it means in the Greek, see, behold, look. Hebrew to horao in the Greek, ra'a in the, in the Hebrew, it means to look, to see, to understand. He's coming back. We end, the book of Revelation ends with, Bo Yeshua, with yes, Yeshua says, I'm coming swiftly. I'm coming with speed, means. I'm coming you know, it means in a hurry. When it happens, it's going to happen in a hurry. And so the writer responds, John says, Amen, come, Adon, Yeshua. So let's end it and say, Bo, Bo, Adon, Yeshua. Adon, Yeshua. Lord, Bo, Adon, Yeshua. Come, Lord Jesus. Bo, Adon, Yeshua. Come, Lord Jesus. Shabbat Shalom.